Welcome to Naturally Happy, the radio show and podcast. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. Are you ready to ignite your life? Because it's time to foster your happiness, your relationships, and your health. If you want to live with more passion, experience more freedom, and of course have so much fun, you're in the right place. So close your eyes, open your ears and your heart and join me on your journey to living happy naturally. Hello friends and welcome back to the Naturally Happy Podcast. My name is Dr. Vidya Reddy. I'm very grateful that you're here and I'm all about creating a community of purposeful, happy people. People who want to find their happiness and serve others through it. And if you believe in what I'm doing, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It would mean so very much to me. And now that I have a few episodes under my belt, I feel like I've got a groove thing going. And thank you so much for not only listening, but also leaving amazing feedback. When I was putting this podcast together, I was going to spend this whole episode giving you an introduction to my learning platform, which is on naturally-happy.com and give you much more background on me and what I'm all about. But I decided to just give you something that you actually genuinely want, which is perhaps a technique, a lesson. I mean, you've come here to learn something that I have to offer on the website. So what I'll do is this. I will intersperse my story throughout the episode. So you'll get a sense of who I am and what I do and why I do. But let me just preface all this by saying that naturally-happy.com was created because of my love of being a teacher, of sharing wisdom and knowledge. So I decided to do this podcast because I have so much to teach and so much to offer. I really want to give you a chance to get to know me before you ever invest in one of my programs. So I hope this podcast will do that for you. So let's start with a topic at hand, which today is why you aren't taking action. I would say that constantly I get a lot of feedback and even when I'm talking to patients or talking to people and most often one of the most frustrating things for people is their seeming inability to take action. They all have these dreams and ideas and things that they want to do and they try and they try and they try to do them but they just can't get themselves motivated to do it and they always want to ask me why is it that I can't? you know, eat only when I'm hungry? Why isn't that I can't exercise? Why isn't it that I'm not building my business, setting goals? Why is it that I'm constantly angry and I can't be kind to my kids? And it all comes down to the same answer, which I think is great to know. One of the pillars that I teach, the main tool, is happiness through emotional release. It's a type of self-coaching model And it's a model that I created based on all my teachers and all of my mentors and all their ideas that were so brilliant. I'm heavily inspired by my Guruji in India and Eckhart Tolle and Abraham and many of the other forward thinkers of our time. And what I noticed with their work is although I loved it all, I couldn't find a daily practice that really resonated with me. So I decided to create the model myself as really a way to coach myself through my own thinking. And the basic premise of the model, which I did not invent, is that it is a basic premise of how the world works is this. 
There are circumstances in the world, those things that we cannot control. Everything that happens outside of us is a circumstance, and that's just a given. There are so many things that we cannot control. We cannot control other people. We cannot control our past because it's already done. We cannot control anything out there that happens in the world. Okay? Those are all circumstances, and really, those are only things that we cannot control in our lives. The rest of the components of the model include our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, our results, are all of those things that are within our control. Now, we forget that often we think that everything is either in our control or nothing is in our control. It is never this way. It's always that circumstances are not within our control and everything else is. And the world out there is not within our control. And our past, even though we keep trying to change it, it's just not within our immediate control to change. But everything else is. And everything in our present experience is within our control. What we decide to think, what we think about, the conscious thoughts that go through our heads are completely within our control. Now we forget this. We don't remember that everything's within our control. We think that our thoughts are not within our control. And in fact, most of us don't even know what we're thinking. We're responding to our thoughts that we weren't even aware of. Now, why does this matter? It really, really matters because our thoughts are what create our feelings. Okay? And everything you do in your life is because you want to feel a certain way. Every single thing you do is because you want to feel a certain way. That's just really good to know. And if your feelings are caused by your thoughts and everything that you do in your life is in order to feel better, wouldn't it be important to know what you're thinking of? Of course it absolutely would. And the problem is nobody teaches us this. They don't pull us aside and say, okay, here's the deal. Everything you want in your life is because of a feeling. The feeling that you think you'll have in getting it or the feeling you think you will avoid in not getting it. So if the feelings are the most important thing, don't you think they should teach us all that? All of our feelings are caused by our thoughts and maybe we should learn how to think on purpose. So we can create the feelings that we want. That would have been amazing. I really wish someone would have pulled us aside freshman year, the misery of freshman year, and taught us this very thing. So our thoughts create our feelings. Now our thoughts are also important because they drive all of our actions. They are the fuel of our actions. So when you ask me, the question is, why am I not taking action? It's because of the way you feel. Why are you taking action? You don't want to be taking, it's because the way you feel. Okay? So your feelings are driving your actions. And then, of course, our actions are always going to create the results you want in your life or you don't want in your life. Your actions created your results. So let me summarize this again. Your thoughts, those sentences in your mind, are what creates your feelings. Your feelings are what drives your actions. 
and your actions create your results. Now, this is a very clean and simple way of looking at the world, and it's 100% accurate. I haven't found any examples where this is not the case. Everything you learn in all the cognitive thought work you'll ever study, I have studied psychology. Everything that they teach you is about your thinking, and your thinking creating your feelings, and feelings driving your actions, and your actions giving you your results. Now, what determines what we think? That's the next logical question. If my thinking is driving everything, if it's creating my feelings, if it's creating my actions, if it's creating my results, then I need to know what am I thinking. And I also need to know how to change that thinking. If you want a different result in your life, so most of us have never been taught to witness our own thinking, to compassionately observe our own thinking. And that's a practice. It's something that takes practice. So what I mean by that is the process of watching your mind think requires you to separate yourself from your own mind. And most of us don't. That separation we don't even recognize that there is a separation there. In order for you to go into that observer mode, we have to separate ourselves from our mind in order to watch ourselves think. And this is what a lot of meditation is based on. And if you've never been one that can just sit and meditate for hours and hours, but you can sit and watch your brain think, and you can be that in that space of recognizing your own thinking, and once you start doing that, once you start noticing what your own mind is thinking, you might be a little flabbergasted. And you might also say to yourself, oh, well, that totally makes sense. When I've learned that my thoughts create my feelings and my actions and my results, and when I look at my mind, I can see exactly why I'm getting the results I'm getting in my life. My mind is creating them. That's where it's all starting. So a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, okay, so I've had a look inside my mind and I've observed it and I don't like any of it and I want to change it all immediately. <laughs> this is pretty common for all of us, right? We start looking at our mind and we start becoming more conscious and it's amazing the number of negative thoughts. We have like 60,000 thoughts per day. And if you never directed your mind or never told your mind what to think, it may be thinking old thoughts from childhood. It may be on a negative spin cycle, thinking a lot of negative thoughts. Who knows? It's been an unsupervised toddler, basically running rampant. I like to picture the mind when it's unsupervised as like a two-year-old left in the house, unsupervised. It may have sharp objects and may be running around with them. And you know, once you turn the light on, in your mind, you may be tempted to turn it back right off. And I've had this happen with a lot of people that I've helped. They start looking in their mind and they start recognizing how much pain they're in and how much negativity they're creating and they just don't want to deal with it. And that's totally fine. But it denies you of all your power, all your ability to change if you change your life without understanding this, it's much more challenging. And let me tell you why. Most of us try to make a change from action piece of our lives. So if you think about this, remember, 
What I just taught you, your thoughts create your feelings, which drive your actions. Now you try and change your action without changing the thought or feeling that's driving the action. You're going to have to struggle because you're going to have to work against that feeling and that thought that's creating that feeling, right? So that's why for so many of us, change is so frustrating because we try to change how much we're eating or we try to change exercising or we try to stop procrastinating without changing the thought and feeling that is driving that very thing that we're doing. And when you can instead get a hold of why you're doing something, then it will reveal to you the thought and feeling combination that's driving it. When you change the thought and feeling, the changing the action becomes so much easier. That's why a lot of people will, for example, smokers will be chain smokers. They will have tried to quit many, 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 many times and they will have been unable to quit and then they'll get a diagnosis. This is what happened to a very close friend of mine. They'll get a diagnosis of cancer or of something else that's been brought on by their smoking and immediately they'll be able to change their action. They'll be able to quit smoking. Well, what's changed? The only thing that's changed is their mind. They were told something that switched that thought in there and it made it so the feeling and the feeling driving that action were completely changed and therefore the ability to quit smoking became easier. People that have been able to quit for years immediately and cold turkey stop forever. This is what's happened over and over and over again with my patients. When they start to understand why they're doing something or why they're not doing something, they understand in action or they understand that they can't take action because of a thought and a feeling that's driving it. And they decide to change that thought pattern and change that feeling pattern. They may be able to change the action so much more easily. And that's really what finding happiness and coaching is all about. It's about finding the cause of our habits, the cause of our patterns, why we do what we do. And when we discover that, change is so much easier. Okay, so let me give you an example. So you might be able to play this out in your own life because understanding this can change everything. When you first hear something like this, you might be like, what the what? What the heck is she talking about that? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe this is obvious to you. I mean, I've taught this to people who are like, well, of course that's how the world works. Well, isn't that amazing that you've known? Why didn't you share it with the rest of us, right? I mean, oh my gosh, I wish I could have learned this so many years ago. So when you start to understand this, you can think about something in your life. And you know, my background as a naturopathic doctor, I spent many years helping many, many patients who wanted to lose weight. So I'll use an example to demonstrate how this, why you're not taking action works. So I had a client who really wanted to start exercising, was really important to her that she lose weight. She wanted to be healthier and she wanted to start exercising. So she wanted to start taking that action and she could not get herself to do it. She would write it all out. She would set reminders and she would get it on her schedule. 
She would plan it and then nothing. As soon as it came time to do it, she wouldn't do it. So I asked her to remember what I had taught her about how all of our thoughts drive all of our feelings, that which drive all of our action, reaction, or inaction. So in this case, it was inaction. She wasn't exercising, and so I asked her. I said, well, what do you feel when you don't exercise? And she said, right before I decide that I'm going to exercise, I just feel apathetic. I feel no drive at all. And I said, okay, well, what are you thinking that's causing the feeling of apathetic? Right? So remember, our thoughts cause our feelings, cause our actions or inaction. So I knew that her feeling was apathetic. I knew that apathetic was creating this inaction, this lack of exercise. So I needed to find out what was the thought creating the apathetic. And what we found out was that she was thinking it wouldn't matter anyway. She had exercised before and she hadn't seen any results. And she didn't really want to exercise. She didn't see it as something that she enjoyed doing. She was telling herself that she had to do it to get results and yet her thought was, it's not going to matter anyway, which created the feeling of apathetic, which of course drove inaction. It drove her not to exercise. Now, typically when a client discovers something like this, they want to immediately change it. And what I told her is, I said, whoa, hold on. Let's just understand this with some compassion. You know, many of us spend so much time beating ourselves up. And it's the one thing I do not allow any of my clients to do. I tell them, hey, we're not going to beat ourselves up today. We're not going to beat ourselves up ever again. If we can help it, what we're going to do, though, is understand with curiosity and fascination. Why do you do what you do? Because I believe that everyone has a really good reason for why they do what they do or why they don't do what they don't do. And if we don't take the time to really have some compassion and be curious with ourselves, we won't reveal our truths to ourselves. So when she discovered this pattern, when she recognized that she was creating her own apathy, she was the one creating that emotion that was driving her in action, she started to get really mad at herself. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing that. And I said, no, no, no. Let's wait a minute. Let's have a look at this. You know, if somebody told you that they didn't think that something mattered, would you want to listen to them? Wouldn't you want to understand why they were saying that? Let's have the same compassion with ourselves. That's really what I think the most important piece of coaching is. It's really revealing ourselves to ourselves and developing that relationship that we can trust ourselves. So she decided to just notice it. She decided to pay attention to it. And I asked her not to change it. I said, think, for you to fully understand it, you need to be patient with yourself and fully understand the pattern. And why you're not thinking that way, as if she was able to watch this pattern in herself and see it with compassion 
and understand why she was doing it and literally not doing it. She understood. And from there, once she understood, like, of course, this is what you're thinking. You're exasperated with all the things you've tried to do. You're beating yourself up and you've been putting yourself on these crazy diets. You've been making yourself for years do crazy exercise regimes that were punishing and painful. And now, of course, you're apathetic towards it. And when she was able to kind of connect with herself and give herself really her due to really understand that the reason why she was thinking that made sense. Like, of course, that's what she was thinking. And from there, she could really decide whether she wanted to change the way she was thinking or not. But you can't really change your thinking until you understand it. And so in the upcoming episodes, I'm going to be talking a lot about how to change our thinking and how to think deliberately and how to create emotion that you want to create. But I purposefully don't want to go into that in this episode because one of the things that I want you to understand really to know is that you must understand yourself before you can change yourself. You must be in a place of compassion and understanding and love. And from there, you can ignite yourself to change. You cannot struggle yourself into change. You cannot beat yourself into change. It will not be everlasting. It will not last. Whether you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to do something in your life or you're trying to create something in your life, you cannot do it with force because you will buckle under the pressure and you can't do it with willpower because you're against you. You're trying to defeat your own mind with your own mind. The mind loves to repeat itself. It likes to look for patterns and it likes to be efficient. So once the brain and the mind have been thinking the same thought over and over and over and over again, because it's been unsupervised, you haven't been aware of your thinking these thoughts. So in order to change, it requires practice and skill. And if you're trying to change it without understanding it, you're going to be in a battle with your own mind. And of course, when it's against you, you're going to be the loser. So I really want to emphasize that once you understand that your thoughts create your feelings, which create your actions, that's why you're not doing something that you don't want to do. That you take a nice, long, deep breath and understand the pattern and not beat yourself up for it. The other example that people often came to me is with overeating. Now remember, if you're overeating, that's an action. It's fueled by a feeling which is created. That feeling is created by a thought. So you have to back it up. What is the feeling that I'm having when I'm overeating? And most people will say anxiety. Most people will say resistance. You know, for me, it's frustration. For some, it's apathy. For some, it's hostility and loathing. Whatever it is, you need to not just try to stop overeating because you probably have and it probably didn't work, right? You need to look at that action that you're taking and understand it. What is the feeling fueling it? If it's the anxiety, okay then. What is the thought that's creating that anxiety, right? And when you understand what you're thinking, and that that thought is creating anxiety, you know. For example, for one of my clients, 
it was having the thought constantly, I'm going to miss out. There's not going to be enough and I'm going to miss out. That's what she was constantly thinking. She wasn't aware of it at all, that it was a thought that she's been thinking since she was a little kid, but it wasn't serving her as an adult. So when she discovered that she was having that thought, she was like, well, that's ridiculous. Why am I even thinking that? That's so dumb. I'm just going to stop thinking that. And again, I told her, whoa, slow down the train. Let's understand this thought. Let's understand this pattern before we jump on, you know, beating ourselves over it. Like, let's really see if it makes sense. Because usually everything we do, even if it seems illogical on the surface, we usually have a very good reason for it. So if we take the time to be curious and fascinated with ourselves, we can find that answer. And for her, you know, as a child, there wasn't enough, right? There wasn't enough love. There wasn't enough food. So as an adult, that pattern, because when she was a child, when she thought those thoughts, they created really strong emotions in her. The same thing happened to her as an adult. As she thought those thoughts, it created a lot of emotion for her and that drove her to overeating. And even when she tried to stop overeating, she tried to replace it with, there's plenty, there's so much food, it'll be fine. She wasn't going to be able to do that until she understood what the cause was. And once she did, she could comfort herself and be kind to herself without using food and without the anxiety that she was creating. She didn't have the need to overeat. I've seen thousands and thousands of times when you take the time to really understand why you do what you do. From there, you can start to change it. It doesn't mean that you have to go back into your past. It doesn't mean that you have to sit on a therapist's couch and talk about any kind of anything that happened to you when you were a child. All you have to know is that the thought you are thinking now and that you might have been thinking since you were a child is what's causing your pain. You don't have to understand exactly why you're thinking it as an adult. You just have to recognize that you are and be kind to yourself in that recognition. So, let me just summarize what I taught you because I gave you a lot in this episode. And I know for some of you who haven't been exposed to me before, this might be thinking kind of like, like mind-blowing. And for others of you, this might seem very basic, but I want you to take your thought process and really make sure that you understand that every action in your life is because of a feeling and every feeling in your life is because of a thought you're thinking. So step one is to really begin to look inside your mind and see what you're thinking, to become conscious of your thoughts, to ask yourself why. When it comes to anything in your life, if you ask yourself why you're doing something that you're doing, why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, the answer that you give yourself will always be a thought. And that is the best way to get to know what's going on inside your mind. Because what's going on inside your mind will determine how you feel, act, and the results you get. Thank you for joining me on the Naturally Happy Podcast. 
If you're finding these episodes helpful, I'd love for you to share your experience with others. And the easiest way for people to listen to this podcast is just refer them to www.naturally-happy.com slash podcast. With great love and respect, I hope this episode is real, authentic, and very valuable. I've touched on a lot of points and I'd love to keep the conversation going. If you're finding these episodes helpful and this episode has been true to you, if it's inspired you and if it's given you great information, which I hope that it did, please help me. Help me get these messages out there. This podcast is listened to by many people every week, but I know I can do a lot better. But I cannot do it alone. It's just me and a very, very small team. So I need your help. And I'm asking you for help. If it feels right to you, I'd love and appreciate if you could share this episode with three friends in the next 60 minutes. Just do this, please. Together, the world shifts from misery and turmoil to love, abundance, happiness, and joy. The world shifts from busyness to productivity. You can either change the world or you can make excuses, but you cannot do both. So please share this episode with three people over the next 60 minutes so we get the messaging out there, so we plant the seeds so we can help more people. We help people have more freedom and more happiness. And that's not the fake kind of happiness, but real, authentic, genuine happiness that lies in the seed of their hearts. In peace, love, and gratitude. Till next time.